The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization. Uh, hello, everyone in Googleization Nation. Uh, we hope that uh, you continue to be safe, um, particularly protecting yourself, social distancing, masking. Uh, it's getting pretty scary out there. Uh, and welcome back, Joyce Joya, uh, as my co-host again. So appreciate it. Great to be here with you, Ira. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sort of living in my bubble here. I, I, uh, I, I have my office, and obviously, I, I've been working from home for a long time. Um, but the office, uh, there's one window, and I have it blacked out because the sun light literally comes right in my face, and not very good when we're on Zoom calls uh, to have this light coming in. Uh, plus, uh, I can't see when it, early in the morning or earlier in the day. It, it's uh, it's a direct light. So I have it blacked out. So I walked up the steps just a few minutes ago to get ready, refresh my coffee. And uh, it's like two inches of snow on the ground. I didn't even know it was supposed to snow. So, uh, you know, one of those one of those events of living in the bubble, which sort of reflects what we're going to be talking about today. Um, yes, it's so, one of those things I miss, by the way. It, living in Austin is the snow. Yeah, but I left. No, I, I, I left I New York because I didn't like it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't miss so. it at all. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're, we live just at the foothills of the Poconos. So we're going to get that again. Um, but you talk about living in this bubble, um, you know, what's going to happen next. And every time you, you know, I walk up the steps, it's, you know, it's cloudy, it's raining. It's, and today it was snowing. Uh, we're our guest today. Um, he's a repeat. He actually has the record for most repeat guests uh, is Alan Ballou from ITR Economics. And uh, with good reason. Yeah. Oh, outstanding reason. One is he's a great guest, but sure. uh, with, the, with the firm, he's head of ITR Economics uh, with his brother. Uh, they it, The firm is is about 70 years old, I believe. He can correct me on that. I think it was started in uh, 49 or so. But since they got involved and they've taken it over for the last 30 some years, 94.7% uh, accuracy rate predicting the economy uh, I won't say predicting, forecasting what the economy will be like. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got a future on here. So forecasting the economy, what it's going to be like a uh, year out. Uh, nobody's that good at the month out or two month, two weeks out or, or even a quarter, but a year out, 94.7%. So uh, wow. it's amazing. I, I sent out a newsletter the other day uh, that he was going to be on the show again. Uh, we've put, been posting on LinkedIn, getting a lot of feedback. And people, so many people said, oh, I've seen him for years, or they subscribe to his newsletter, uh, which he will share with you how, how you can join it. And I highly recommend uh, participating in that, uh, subscribing to that as well, especially right. if you're in business. Uh, no question about it. Every year I issue a, a workplace workforce forecast for the next year. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what Alan has to say so that I can incorporate that with credit, of course, into my forecast. 
Yeah, well, you 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 may have an extra long newsletter this year. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, so without a whole lot more ado, um, there were just a couple things that happened this week. I know you've had an incredibly busy, crazy week. Oh. I know that. <laughs> I mean, just what you were doing between yesterday and today. I spoke for um, UNESCO this morning. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, again, it's 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 sort of like what pandemic. I mean, some of us are incredibly busy, and other people are are struggling, and that's what we're going to talk about. What what's that economic outlook going to look like? Uh, I had some fairly. Uh, this was a busy week for me, uh, as usual, as it always is. Um, but my book, uh, Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, was actually selected to be was a top fifty. It was the top fifty book to read in twenty twenty one. Uh, from Thinker360. Great. I know somewhere around. Congratulations, Ira. What a wonderful feather in your cap. Yeah, thank you. And a a couple uh, articles. The article yesterday, Resilience, uh, that I I focused on resilience, was just in uh, Cornerstone On Demand Rework. So if you go to Cornerstone On Demand Rework, it's there. But uh, if you subscribe to Googleization Nation, which is googleizationnation.com, uh, you'll get updates on, on when these things happen. And, you know, plus uh, updates on the shows and show notes and, and so forth and so on. But without further ado, I want to bring on Alan. Great. Uh, as we mentioned just before, uh, Alan Ballou is an economist, uh, has been in the business for, you know, uh, I believe since 1985, I believe is when he and his, his brother uh, got involved with ITR. Uh, you can correct me on that, Alan. Um, but uh, again, you've got a huge, huge following. I, I don't think I've had as much response about somebody being a, a guest, and, and maybe it, it's you, and it's also who knows that topic, <laughs> maybe yeah. a little bit, just a little bit. Huh? Well, it's certainly <laughs> an important topic, and thanks, Ira and Joyce. I'm glad to be here with you. Um, yeah. Great to have so, you on. Alan. So I got a question for you. Know, I, I contacted you somewhere, uh, or you and Lindsay. Uh, your assistant back in, uh, I don't know, maybe it was May or June and said, Hey, what's going on? I was like, Hey, I don't, we don't have time, uh, which I fully understand. So I really, really am grateful that you've carved out some time, uh, to be back on their show. Uh, but, um, so what have you been doing all year? (laughs) (laughs) Well, nonstop, we've been uh, doing our best to help businesses see their way through all the noise and through everything that's going on. Uh, as you know, Ira and Joyce, the, the headlines are one thing, the reality is another. And so we deal with numbers and trends and what's actually happening and fit it into our clients' world and to their markets and to their offerings and, and make it work for them. And the amount of fear was certainly palpable. But as, as you talked about, Ira, I mean, there's, an, there's a lot going on too. And so a lot of our client base, you know, it was, it was the couple months of slam the door shut, but then all of a sudden they're faced with right. this new world but uncertainty abounded. So our job has been to show them reality so that they can prepare properly. And and that means spend money. That means get ready for what should be a good 2021. Uh, Employment demands are going to only increase and and people who are having a hard time hiring now, it's just going to get worse in in 2021. Absolutely amazing. Well, you're certainly preaching to the choir here. Yes, indeed, you are. I've been talking about that for a while. I, I don't know if you've had a if you had a chance to listen or read anything that I've done in the last couple of months, but I talked about that the businesses. You know, we have these two economies. You know, or it seems that we have two economies. We have the thriving. You know, we have Wall Street and Main Street, um, which is not exact, but people get sure. the picture. Uh, but one of the things that uh, some of the small some of the businesses that that are were still working and hiring. You know, they used to get 25 or 50 people um, to apply, and now they're getting one 
this is a real example. 50 used to get 25 to 50 people every time he posted a job ad. Posted it maybe in July, had 100, 1,400 people, indeed, applications in, within wow. 24 hours. Small business wasn't prepared for that. They used to struggle with how do we narrow down 50 resumes to two and maybe have two right. good candidates out of that. Out of 1,400, uh, as you said, lots of noise in there, people just applying uh, to be able to get off that. But it's remarkable because I, I was looking at some graphs, doing a lot of work, and I know Joyce has got a couple key questions here for you as well as we look at the forecast. Um, the U.S. was doing pretty well. I, I don't know if this has changed um, on um, the kind of the manufacturing cost index. I mean, we always think of that. We can't compete. We heard this in politics. We can't compete is it just much too expensive? Yet the, the research that you're showing, if you really look at the evidence and the data, I know that's unique, but <laughs> we actually are, we're doing pretty well. We're doing uh, very, very well. Uh, I, I, that's one of the biggest mistruths in, in our country is that we can't compete. You look at the reasons why people are, in, businesses are investing in the United States, foreign direct investment, they give their reasons. You look at the reasons why people are reshoring. They give their reasons, and cost is an important part of it. I mean, there are many other reasons, but the cost advantage is is uh, obvious, and because the, their market's here, their major market is here. And right. to Europe, it's easy from here. Uh, on the Boston Consulting Group's cost index, they rate us at like 100, not like it is 100. China is 95 to 97, just a little better than us. We're way better than Europe. Uh, we're more expensive than Mexico, but our resiliency, supply chain resiliency, is much higher much than Mexico. Higher. So mm -hmm. uh, it's this is an amazing place. And I really get annoyed when people say we can't compete because we're the second largest manufacturing nation on the planet, darn it. And, and why, why don't we realize that? It's mind-boggling to me. The secret, Alan, is to look at lakeshoring. Not lake just shoring. reshoring, but lakeshoring. And lakeshoring has oh. to do with finding the lowest cost place in the U.S. where you can find the talent and you can set up shop. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I was surprised when I saw that list, Joyce, that Michigan ranks pretty high on that list because yes. you always think it's emptying the north into the south. But Michigan was like number three or five or something on the list of recipients. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty yeah. incredible. Uh, it is. I, I just love what's happening. I'm excited about what's happening. I just wish more people knew it so that they walk around looking like Eeyore. Well, now I know why you're so popular, Alan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I want to get, let's try to give people some hope um, or outlook, um, you know, and the courage to move forward. Uh, so we're, we're looking toward 2021, um, uh, just around the corner at this point. Uh, what are what are some of the industries? I know Joyce has a couple questions about these too. But what are some of the uh, you you talk about it in in soft landings and hard landings? What are some of the industries you see uh, that are going to have a soft landing? We're going to rebound pretty quickly. And which are the other ones that may into first second quarter may still be struggling or even going down uh, the curve a bit? Well, the, the latter will be the group that you would expect. Hospitality, you know, hotels, airlines, uh, travel, tourism, all of that's going to have a difficult 2021. 
you could add to that, although there's going to be some improvement. It'll be mild, it'll be slow. Uh, they're going to be suffering from the pandemic one way or another for, for quite a while. Um, I think others that may not be getting the attention, well, you probably give them all the attention they need, but others may not think about will be um, office space. With the distributed workforce, I mean, that's taken a beating, and it will take a beating through 21. And in general, our leading indicators say uh, commercial construction, non-residential construction uh, will be very soft in, in 21. That normally lags the economy anyway, so it's not unusual, but it is something to keep in mind. Well, and 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 Alan, with all of the neighborhood retail and restaurants closing, that's going to open up a lot of extra spaces as well that yeah. would have been sometimes built separately. So that's just a, a, another matter. That's true. You, know, you made me think, I'm sorry, Ira, you go ahead. It's your show. <laughs> no, 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 you, you finished. You're, you're the guest. I want to hear from you. <laughs> Well, I, you know, you just made me think of something, Joyce, uh, that I get really annoyed with economists and others who talk about the hundreds of thousands of bankruptcies that are going to come in 2021 and put us back into a recession. And, and they're just full of this doom and gloom. And I go, they have it backwards. Recessions cause bankruptcies. Bankruptcies don't cause recessions. Because when there's a bankruptcy and a recovery, that means that somebody else's that's a competitor is going to gain that business. They're going to grow. They're going to hire. They're going to spend. They're, they're going to keep the economy going. It's the ones who can't make the climb up the hill aren't going to make it. Others are going to succeed even faster. And, and it also opens up space for entrepreneurs and for small businesses to come in. That's the way it has always worked. And, and I just defy anyone to prove that's worked differently. And even after the Great Recession with that mountain of bankruptcies, we had recovery in 10, 11, and 12. And, and I just, uh, I think this is, those restaurants, you made me think about restaurants, Joyce, and I get excited because I had some folks in New York doing the Eeyore thing over restaurants. They're all gone. And I go, no, they're not. And the ones that did close, you don't think some other family is going to come along and open that up when, when the economy picks up, when people start hitting the streets again? You think they're gone for good? Really? That's just somebody failed so somebody else can succeed. That's all that, that's what capitalism does. Alan, it's amazing that you bring that up because it was just an article now. I'm in the Lehigh Valley. It's a regional area, dynamic growth. Um, and so there's two part, two questions to this. But the one was, there was just a, an article in the that came out. I get it online, So, it, but in the newspaper. And it showed all the restaurant closings for 2020. And you looked at it, and it's a long list. Then they showed the number of restaurant openings. Yeah. It was bigger. Yeah, the landmark restaurants here, it was called Ritz Barbecue. It's been around, I went to school here 50 years ago, and it was here then. It's been, a. it really is part of the history. And it closed in the spring. Yeah. And yesterday, the headlines was, somebody bought it, they're reopening it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Ira. One question for you, though. What is this thing, newspaper, you mentioned? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's electronic news, right? Okay. <laughs> I you know I was listening, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I hesitated when I said that. It was like, yeah, I really don't read, the, I don't get the newspaper, except for I do get the Saturday edition of the Wall Street Journal. Oh, how come? It actually comes, yeah, they deliver it, and it actually comes the same day. I don't know why I opted for it, but I... Try to like it. Maybe it's just oh. reminiscing, you know, a bit. 
but let's talk about the future. So there okay. are a couple other things going on. Um, obviously, and this fits into the construction. If I look around the Lehigh Valley, there are tremendous home growth, and partly because people, many people are moving outside from New York. We're, we're 70 miles west of New York City. So people are saying, hey, we're not going to do that crazy commute. We need more space. We don't want to live in an 1,100 square foot apartment with five people. Um, we're going to buy a home. So there's a, a there's a, a there's an a, a aggression or a progression toward Lehigh Valley. Tremendous residential growth. Austin too. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot here. Even Elon Musk has moved to Texas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just saw. But there's also when we talk about commercial, yeah, the commercial spaces, the office space, the retail, some of the retail spaces. But the distribution centers, I mean, mm. they are just going crazy. So assuming industrial fits under commercial or non-residential uh, construction, um, do, you, do you see a sense of that may pick up? I've got a new client that's in meat processing. He's got $120 million of contracts sitting on his desk that he can't find the people to do the work for him. But all around the country, meat, process, meat processing plants have to upgrade. They have to do a better job at what they're doing. So do you see a, a how do you see that impacting the construction business? Well, both things positively. Distribution is, is has been and will continue to be, I believe, in 21 good business and upgrading uh, meat packing plants and other facilities for uh, the future Process. preparedness for pandemics, et cetera, is going to remain good business. It's just in uh, as a segment that does well, but it's not enough to do more than dull the decline as opposed to, you know, make it into recovery. Alan, I see the need for certain businesses and institutions to be able to ramp up and ramp down because this is not the last infection that we're going to have, certainly. And the good news is that now that we have an RNA model, we are very likely to be able to create a vaccine for it in certainly less than nine months. Uh, but what do you see in terms of that aspect of life? Do you see that as well? Uh, you're the futurist. I'm the economist. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say that I predicted whether uh, or want to even forecast uh, how many pandemics and when they'll be coming. I, I told uh, our younger staff, our millennials, I said, you know, and I'm 64. I said, I, I think this will be the last one I see in my working career. But one of my young guys said, and this is training ground for us because there's more coming. And uh, I think that's probably uh, absolutely true. I think it'll be the last one I see in my working career. But uh, they have more to come because that's the world that, that we've become. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure it's going to be post your working career. But, oh, but Joyce, you don't know how long I'm going to stay working. <laughs> He didn't say life. He didn't say living. He said, are you intending to leave in two years? <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to have, have more volatility. I mean, it's not just oh. another pandemic. I mean, we, from an economic right. crisis, terrorism, from, from cyber attacks, from whatever. All kinds be, of reasons. Yeah. A lot of volatility in there. I'm not sure I'd expect more volatility, actually, folks. Um, We've had cyber attacks going on for years. Uh, we, you know, we have the post nine one one history to to tell us what terrorism does. Terrorism's been going on around the world, and and when we look at things cyclically, which is what we do, 
there has not been this great, oh my gosh, it's all new, it's different, it's a different pattern. Uh, you know, our trends uh, have not differed from the from the past other than that they're not so violent, but they, they haven't become more narrow. Um, so I, I would tend to differ that we're entering into a period of extreme volatility because of what you said, because it hasn't happened that way in the last 10 years. So I'm not ready to, to forecast that the future is going to show that either. Well, here's here's the difference. During previous administrations, when an infection showed up somewhere in the world, we sent, in the case of Obama, literally thousands of people there to contain that infection, to do what was necessary so that it did not make its way to the United States. That whole office was closed. And, and I believe that with a new administration, we're going to see a much faster response. And so I feel much more secure. In fact, I was looking, personally, I was looking at property in Costa Rica. <laughs> and my husband said, uh, this house that we were looking at just dropped by $15,000. And I said, yes, because Biden was elected and people like us decided that we'd be just as safe staying here in the United States than moving to Costa Rica. Because I, I feared another four years of a laissez-faire administration with pandemics happening. That gives me some sense of security. That makes me feel like going forward, we're going to have at least health security. I don't know about economic security, though certainly what you're telling us is that we are, we are likely not to be as, as affected by this pandemic as some people are thinking. Right. Well, it's, uh, the first part of what you were saying speaks to you believe there'll be less volatility going forward because of pandemics, not more. Correct. Uh, what I heard, uh, mm -hmm. which I must have misunderstood you. I thought you said before that there's going to be more volatility because of, because of that. Oh, well, uh, I, I, there's insecurity. I mean, certain, it, I, certainly with 280 something thousand of us having passed away because of the lack of of. Uh, national guidance i mean but, but, just, we, but that's a short term i mean we're, we're talking yeah. long i mean we, we will get past this i mean it's tragic and it'll go down in history and we can talk about the mismanagement but we're, we're talking beyond that i mean once yes we get yes that, what have we learned from that so and i and i want to make sure we cover cover a couple things is, is there certainly a few industries we talked about construction um healthcare is certainly under huge pressures um where do you see the investment or what do you see happening to the healthcare industry, um, you know, in the near future? Well, near future is, is uh, the term I'm, I'm stumbling over. For okay. the near term, being term, longer term, you're going to find demand, demand, demand continue to increase, increase, increase. How it's going to be paid for is a function of whether government's going to move towards a single payer system or whether we're going to increase uh, co-pays, whether we're going to increase insurance uh, payments, whatever it happens to be. But the demand curve is, is just going to continue because Clearly, of you and I. Yes. <laughs> yes. We baby boomers. We, yes. we keep getting older. Well, yes. but the alternative is not so good, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ellen, where, where do you see some of the fastest? I mean, for people that are looking 
uh, to invest or people that are looking, you know, we're talking about the job market, people that are looking to get back into the job market. Where are, what are some of the industries that are going to be the fastest to recover? And you already, you, you talked to me earlier about the ones that are probably in for a longer haul. Well, the ones that are going to, they are not going to be, they are quickly recovering now would be um, most manufacturing, certainly construction trades, as you alluded to, Ira. Uh, those, there's insatiable demand going on now. Uh, distribution, you mentioned distribution centers, but that's a lot of people involved. Trucking industry can't get nearly enough people. So, I mean, there, there are really good paying jobs out there. Some require a college degree, some do not require a college degree, some provide training, some do not. But the reality is it's happening and there, you can have a good lifelong career in those fields I just mentioned uh, beginning, you know, two months ago. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> well, there's been shortages of truck drivers now, Alan, for decades. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's become really acute because yes. of COVID. Well, clearly. Right. Lack of drivers was one thing and lack of rigs was another. So that's in shipping prices as well as trucking. Uh, as really a big. budget rent-a-truck delivered my purple carrot box this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea what a purple carrot box is. But. <laughs> it's a meal kit. Yeah, oh, meal okay. Kit. Yeah. okay. Another thriving industry. How, yeah. how, yeah. how many? Thriving. Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the ideas I had for restaurants is that they start doing meal kits. Well, that's it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Charlene Lee. Uh, she actually was a guest lecturer. She wrote The Disruption Mindset, but she was a guest lecturer last night in my graduate organizational leadership class. And uh, she had talked about one of her favorite businesses in San Francisco. Uh, it was an ethnic group. And, you know, obviously they got shut down. They've been under lockdown. They're on lockdown again. And the, and the owner of the business literally would take order. She knew her customers. That was part of it. Understand who your customer was. She started to deliver the packages or, or home packages and also started to freeze some create uh, prepared meals that they can use for the week or even freeze them. Right, so, right. Traditional restaurant that people used right. to go to, and she's thriving, and she's not sure she'll open the restaurant again. Well, that gets to my whole meal plan suggestion, which I told you months ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Alan, we digress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Alan, so what what do you what can we look toward? Uh, you know, we're just weeks away from the first quarter, but. From a, from a job market, um, because that's where Joyce, I, I spend a ton of time there. Um, and, and employee retention is my area of expertise. Yeah, which is going to be a huge factor. People are going to have to keep the people because other businesses are going to want to hire. Where do you see the unemployment rate? What do you see on a recovery for that? Because well, right now it's like 6 7%. So. Yeah, 6.4% now. And the Federal Reserve has been saying it'd be around 6 for the end of the year. We have been too. Uh, and you probably remember that used to be called full employment uh, back when we were taught economics. Right. Uh, it, it's going to continue to go down. Uh, jobs are going to continue to grow, uh, which means consumers will have money. They will spend. The economy ramps up. It's you know it's all working as it, as it should. It's a machine that is producing what it should produce, opportunity and growth. Uh, and it's just going to continue through 21 and into 22 and into 23. And um, we're going to we're going to have a good run. Uh, interesting. Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, so has your 2022 outlook changed? Because initially, I think when one of the few times I think before you were you were looking at 2021 and then maybe 2022 would slow down. Are you because of this? Do you now see that continuing longer the growth? Well, we still have a slowdown. A, a we actually had in prior times when we've talked, Ira, a, a mild recession built in through there. This really, uh, all the stimulus provided an afterglow. We have a lot going on in, in this country that's going to carry us into that. So all we see is a flatness uh, developing, and, you know, one quarter of, of GDP softness, you know, not enough to count as a recession, that type of thing. Uh, so it won't be as vibrant out there as it will be in 21, but it'll still be up and the percentages will still be positive and people will still grow and make money and people have babies and life will go on and all will be good. <laughs> I actually had heard that uh, that the birthright might go down, but who knows? Well, it's been slipping for a while. Uh, I don't know if this COVID thing's going to spike it or, or not. Uh, that's a near-term trend. I know uh, the uh, bigger issue in my mind on the people front is immigration. Uh, we need to ramp up immigration to provide labor and taxpayers and opportunity and economic energy. I'm not one of those who think immigrants take American jobs. Uh, we have so few coming in and, and millions of open jobs that aren't being taken by Americans that it's hard to say that immigrants are taking jobs. Yes. Ed Gordon says 10 million by by the beginning of next year or something like that. Open 10 jobs. Million. Oh, open jobs. <laughs> jobs. That's a lot of immigrants. <laughs> well, no, we're no, I don't, I'm not talking about I'm talking about open jobs. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Alan, we are, um, I mean, amazingly fast. Um, we, we can talk for quite a while. Um, but I'll ask for any kind of final comments. How can people get a hold of you? As I, as I said earlier on, rec highly recommend the newsletter. Uh, let people know how they can subscribe to that if interested. Yeah, thank you for that, Ira. ITR at itreconomics.com. And uh, you'll, you'll reach someone. And you can ask about the newsletter. We have two. And so you can see if one of those right, right, right for you, very different price points, very different deliveries. Uh, but ITR at ITREconomics.com uh, will do it. And thank you for asking me that. I appreciate it. I wish you both the best. Happy holidays to you. And uh, look forward to talking to you down the road sometime. Yeah, I love, definitely. Uh, you, you have an open invitation anytime that you want to be back. If not, I'm going to reach out to you again and uh, we'll get updates in, the, in 2021. For, for All sure. right. Appreciate Thanks, it. Alan. I'd, Thank you, I'd love Alan. to uh, run some things by you when I get my workforce workplace forecast done. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was fast, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I always is with him. Uh, there's, there's just so much, but it was a, it was a solid, good, good, solid conversation. So appreciate that. And and mostly it's it's uplifting, which which we need um, from yes. somebody who again has got almost a 95% accuracy rate. Um, so we, we need that. Uh, but for right now, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we're going to hear from a uh, sponsor, Success Performance Solution. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have a slightly new twist on Ahead of the Curve. Uh, we're going to welcome back uh, a guest co-host, Michael Spramuli. He's going to be talking about a few tech tips. Uh, so stay tuned. You've been listening to Geek Skeezers Googleization. I'm Ira Wolf. I'm here with my co-host Joyce Joya. We will be right back. Hiring top talent shouldn't be left up to the roll of the dice. And yet, that's exactly what many organizations do. They roll the dice, cross their fingers, and pray for a better outcome. 
Hiring the right employees the first time is much too important and way too costly to leave to a game of chance. Your employees and your customers deserve better. For 25 years, Success Performance Solution has been helping small and medium-sized businesses hire smarter. They offer pre-employment and leadership assessments from typing and data entry to C-suite competence. Whether it's production, sales, healthcare, call centers, or management, Success Performance Solutions can help. Visit their website at www.successperformancesolutions.com to schedule a free demo or call 800-803-4303. A lot of you might be feeling like you're standing in deep shift. But do you know what grows and rises out of deep shift? Opportunity. To successfully navigate the shift to the new normal, each of us must learn to rapidly adapt to the speed of change. Some of us are hardwired for this. Others, not so much. That's where Success Performance Solutions can help. Success Performance Solutions is now your AQ headquarters. Whether you are personally struggling with the next chapter in your career or wondering how ready your team is for fast, disruptive change, our AQ assessment and coaching will provide you a detailed, scientifically-backed roadmap to guide you into the new normal. Optimize your adaptability today. Contact Success Performance Solutions about evaluating your team's change readiness or joining our upcoming AQ Masterclass. Visit SuccessPerformanceSolutions.com or call us at 800-803-4303. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Here with uh, my co-host, Joyce Joya, and we will have a special, special guest, uh, co-host, coming back, uh, which is Michael Spermuli. So there he is. There's Michael. Hello. Yeah, Welcome, appreciate Michael. it. Good to be back with you guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, before Good to we see get you started, again. Yeah. Uh, Rebel, if you can put the Googleization Nation up there again, just want to make sure. Yeah, it, for, you know, I've got my community, Googleization Nation. Um, everybody, hopefully everybody will be a part of that. Um, we talk, obviously, if you want updates for the podcast, for the radio, for events, um, for news that's coming out, uh, please join that. It's free, no obligation, and uh, it's not on a, a, the same day every week type thing yet. Uh, but on a regular basis, uh, you'll get an email from me and uh, with news uh, or announcements or events or upcoming speakers. And uh, 2021, we got a couple cool things planned for it. So um, please join that. And then uh, across the bottom of the screen, you can see a free download uh, for an updated version of the uh, of what turned into be my book, Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. Uh, when the ship hits your plan, uh, you get uh, basically the first uh, chapter or two from the book in that, and that part was recently updated. So thanks. Uh, now to Michael, uh, here's a- And if, if somebody wants to sign up for the Herman Trend Alert, they can go to HTTPS. There it is. Hermantrendalert.com, right? Yeah. So it. thanks. Yeah, and I well, definitely suggest getting that. Uh, what's your topic today that's coming out? Oh, today is how cruise ships can get back on the sea safely. Oh, I'll have to send it to my mother. My mother's just turned 97, and she said I, the other day, she says, as soon as this is over, we're going on a cruise. Well, and, and you know, <laughs> I, I questioned whether the cruise ships, I mean, we're talking about a floating germ farm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how could they possibly get back safely? If they were bad before, yeah. Viking right. has the answer, and okay. they can read my trend alert and find out. Well, I'll, I'll definitely send that to her. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we're going, but she thinks we are. So, Michael, 
Right. Tell so, us how to look good and sound good on these virtual meetings. We're all in all the time. Oh, we're all in them all the time is correct. And just a little background. I've been a tech geek since I was probably eight. So it, technology is not my business, but I use a lot of technology in my business. So happy to share a couple of tips with folks on how to best approach these meetings. Because think about the last Zoom call or session you were on. Someone said it's the modern day seance. It's like, Ira, Ira, are you there? I can hear you, but I can't see you. And, and there's all this commotion. And we've been at this now since what? You know, March in earnest, and it's not getting any better. So a couple of things that I like to recommend when you're going on Zoom or any type of platform, WebEx, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter what the, the medium is, two things that you always want to keep in mind. And this comes out of the world of speaking and performing, and that is, number one, you need to be seen, and number two, you need to be heard. You follow those two guiding principles, and that'll help you up your game so that you're looking good and sounding good when you're on these various meetings. Every day, my phone rings with colleagues and friends and say, you know, what do you use for dot, dot, dot? And they're asking the wrong question doesn't matter what I'm using. If you notice here, I'm pretty well lit. I've got a nice background behind me, but most folks don't need that. They need to ask the question, what should I be using? Because it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole when you start looking at technology and you can end up spending a ton of money on stuff that is complicated and things that you don't need. So let's start with the basics. First off, beyond the shadow of a doubt, you cannot use, if you want to look decent, you can't use the built-in webcam that's on your, your uh, mobile device or on your computer because they look horrible. Now, the good news is you don't need to go out and spend thousands of dollars on a webcam or professional studio setup, but there's a great webcam out there that I recommend to folks that has been put through its paces, and it's the Logitech C920. And I was going to have in the show notes links to all of these. So don't worry about writing this down if you're in the car. The C920 has been around for ages. I was using that webcam prior to all this pandemic fury went uh, crazy. And it's a great camera. It looks good. It's relatively inexpensive. It's 79 bucks. And the reason you want to get an external webcam is because if you're looking down at your screen, you're either you've got this view if the laptop's down here or it's kind of like this view and it's you can't reposition it. So I recommend starting with that camera. They've had other models that came out after it. I don't recommend those. Stick with the 920. 79 bucks. Easy. Works on PC and Mac. What's interesting, Mike, and this may make or break this. Yeah, is, I'm, I'm using one of those later versions. <laughs> it's a C922. Uh, okay. So it, it just it was a, actually a wider frame. It, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's essentially the same. So, it, so if you like what I look like, if you like how, how I'm visible, it's the right one. If you don't like it, it's my lighting, my problem. Not, not it's not. The <laughs> well, you know, I I saw the the twenty two out there. I didn't look at the pricing on that. Maybe I'm uh, a little bit more. It's a, it's little bit more. So I'm looking to give options for folks to just kind of get into the game without you know spending their next month's salary on video equipment, which is very easy to do. Mike, how does it attach to the to the computer? 
Well, basically it connects via a USB port. So if your device has a USB port, you plug it in, you got to go through the gyrations of setting it up, which are fairly simple. And then it just shows up as an additional camera to use based on whatever streaming platform you're in. That's and not what I mean. I mean, the camera itself, how does it attach there's to? There's a piece of plastic, a little oh, yeah. there's a little There's a little ledge or hook type of thing that comes with it when it just sets on the monitor. Alternatively, well, what I recommend is if you really want to get the angle right, put it on an inexpensive tripod. There are many different items that you can put a threaded tripod uh, accessory into, and then you can adjust it exactly at the height that you'd want it to be. Yeah, many of them come with that. Very good idea. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them do come with them. And and a, and another good piece that you could use for that is they've got these kind of curly Q tripod devices right. that have like spider legs that you can bend them any way you want. You can clip it on your monitor. You can clip it on a light stand. Uh, the good news to keep in mind is what the camera doesn't see, which is everything in front of me, it could look crazy. Doesn't need to look pristine. It's functional, and that's what it's all about: is getting functional and getting online. So after you're seen, you need to be heard. And I was going to do a demonstration, but for the risk of you know getting thrown out of the room here and getting disconnected, of showing we just have a few minutes left too. Yeah, so. that's fine. All right, but I'm not going to do it. So the, the bottom line is you need an external mic of some sort. You can't get away with the microphone in your laptop. Yeah, you can, but you're going to sound like you're in a garbage can. I've got three for you to, to work with. Here's the El Cheapo option, which is still going to be better than the built-in mic. It's a Sennheiser PC8 USB microphone. Again, plugs into the USB port. It's a headset. Sounds a little tinny, but it's going to sound a lot better than your current built-in mic. If you want to step it up a game, a solid workhorse is the Audio-Technica AT2020. Around 99 bucks. It's a heavy microphone, but it has really, really good quality. So that's what, something. When you say heavy microphone, what does that mean? It means it's physically heavy. So you're going to either need a boom arm like this oh, to support okay. it or okay. a stand. By the way, this is not the AT2020, but this is a $300 microphone, and you don't need to go out and spend that type of money. The last thing is that lighting is critical. Now, I've got four lights on me right now. The average person doesn't need that. I'm a bit obsessive. I admit that. I've got two lights lighting me, two lights lighting a, a green screen background. By the way, don't mess with green screen. It's a pain unless you're set up for it all the time and it just looks horrible. So what do you need for lighting? The entry point, if you just want to jump in quick and dirty, go with one of those ring lights where the camera is in the middle of the ring and it's almost like a fluorescent or LED light that really makes you look flattering. Uh, it's a, it has a very flattering appearance. There you go. Okay, they're quick. The one that I recommend is a, a newer, spelled N-E-E-W-E-R ring light, 18-inch kit. It's about 71 bucks currently on Amazon. Again, uh, I will put links so that you'll have that to go to. Don't get the 12-inch one, which is less expensive. You need light and lots of it. If you want to take it to the next game and actually start getting into studio lighting like I have here, you can get away with GVM lights. So GVM is just the brand. I have four of them that I'm looking at here. 
Uh, a two-piece uh, GVM lighting setup is about 197 and that comes with stands and, and things. Yep. And you're able to actually control the lights via an app so you can sit there and dial in your settings and make things look or, good. Or remote control. Or I, remote I, control. I, I have two of those. Yeah, I have the DASNY, the D-A-Z-Z-N-E. They, they're all the same. They're just private labeled. Whatever I mean, it's really – it, Whatever you get the best deal. <laughs> yeah, wherever you get the best deal. Don't get hung up on, well, i got to get a $300 light or a five. You, you got to light it. It's got to be lit evenly. It's got to be lit across the board. And that immediately puts you, whether you're the CEO of the company or you're on a sales call or you're dealing with your team, it just elevates the whole experience. And it doesn't look like you're looking at someone doing, you know, a video on TikTok from their car, which really doesn't convey that amount of professionalism. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the humor along with the great information, Mike. I'll send you the bill for the humor. That costs extra. So I can always count on Mike for that. Uh, Mike, that was great. So uh, we will put the links in for everybody. Uh, I'll put some references, give people some options on that. And uh, Mike, if they want to get a a hold of you. Yeah, if they want to get to me and you want to ask a simple question via email, feel free. It's at, uh, you can email me very simple, michael at spremuli.com. And spremuli is spelled S-P-R-E-M-U-L-L-I. If it's a long, convoluted question, I probably won't answer you. But if you got something quick, I'm happy to point you in the right direction. I'm just being as honest and as candid as I can. I've got a no other world. I mean, the, See, the geek side. Also, um, I, I think are you? I know you, you don't go by magician, illusionist, right? No, I, I'm a I'm a mentalist mind reader. I've used all the stuff that I've learned over over these years of assessing personality for in an entertainment capacity, which I haven't done a performance since February, uh, for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, you can find out more about that at spermuli.com as well for when uh, all the travel restrictions have been lifted and we're back to somewhat of the new normal. Mike, I think you're you're missing a really good revenue generating opportunity to uh, to do uh, affiliate programs with all of these. Eh, there's a ton of people. I, I don't get all that excited about that. I mean, it's, I like talking tech, but I don't want to build a business around yeah. that. I got enough going hey, on. But sure. I think- <laughs> Whenever you get back to doing events and somebody's looking for an inner, somebody. Right, to- right. Okay. Okay. Uh, got it. Your guy. I've, I've seen him multiple times, and including when we've done some conferences and things. So he's done that. Um, crazy. This, this has gone I, I say it every week. It goes fast. But it, it, it always does. We, we can come back and do it again in a few weeks with something else. So. Yeah, and we are. We do have hope to, to plan to do this once a month. Good idea. Yes. There, Great. So we'll, one, ish, one episode every month of Ahead of the Curve. Uh, we're going to focus on tech tips. So we'll figure out if anybody has any suggestions, you, you're struggling at home yes. with an idea. Uh, and again, if it's short and easy and Mike can do it, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. What do you need to know about personal technology, right? Exactly. Because everybody struggles. And and, and here's the thing. I know we're running short on time. Technology is moving so fast, we can't figure it out. So don't feel like you're alone and buried in the mire. I'm buried in the mire. No one knows it all. So don't be uh, afraid to ask questions. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. So, um, again, Joyce, we've got uh, crazy, crazy fast. Yeah, where, where did uh, 48 minutes go, right? <laughs> Already. I, I certainly don't know. It yeah, just and, seemed and like. You and, I, you and I haven't had a whole lot of time to chat. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll be back next week. Uh, next week, we actually got another, talking about technology, uh, Dennis Hill will, will be joining us. 
Uh, his, one of his many companies that's involved with is called Exacta. Uh, but we're going to be talking about personal information security. Uh, it's coming up a lot, even this morning. I know people were talking about COVID apps, you know, how to track where people are. And then there's this whole concern about what happens to my data, who knows where you know, I'm, I'm tracked. Right. Uh, so we're going to be talking about cybersecurity threats uh, for, for small, medium-sized businesses and globally. But also, what's the trend on personal information security? Uh, you may be pleasantly surprised of what's down the road. Um, <laughs> I hope I will be. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of scary stuff about that, actually. It's going to be another huge disruption uh, in the business um, with uh, with technology. Uh, so some good will come out of it. going to be disruptive, some concerns if you don't know what you're doing. And that'll be our final, that'll be our 50th and final show of the year. And then we'll be back with the head of the curve with Joyce, I think, uh, recognition. We're going to close the year yes, with, with the power of recognition about the power of recognition, um, especially in the normal 2.0 uh, and going right. into 2021. So be a great wrap up. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here today. Another episode of Geek Skeezers Googleization. Appreciate uh, really. Thank you. Thanks to Alan Ballou from ITR Economics. Uh, hopefully uh, you'll share the, the episode. Uh, a lot of good data in there. Optimistic. Things are looking up. Next year should be a group. Good year, good, good year, and even 2022 and maybe even the 2023. So that's, uh, we're going to hopefully leave everybody for the year on a very positive note. I uh, want to thank uh, Successful Performance Solutions again for being a sponsor. Uh, if you want to get the newsletter, googleizationnation.com. If you want to get Joyce's uh, newsletter. Trend alert, right. Trend, uh, hermantrendalert.com. And uh, if you missed the show uh, or you want to replay it, you want to share it, uh, it is available on YouTube, Facebook, and almost every podcast. <laughs> Audible. We're now on Audible, uh, Amazon Audible, uh, Spotify, iHeart, uh, you name it. We're, we're there. Uh, so please, uh, please subscribe. Uh, please share it. Let us know we're on. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, topics you'd like to hear. Uh, until next week, Joyce, we'll see you. Uh, Thank you, Ira. It's really a pleasure. And to everyone else, don't let the shift your plans.